Now see here, mister, you're going to buy your orange, but you'll only need the pulp, yeah? Fortified niche! Hello everybody, this is me, uh, JC Dent, and uh, my co-host Casa, and we're back with another episode of Fortified Niche. Say hello, Casa. Yeah, say yeah. Yeah. So, how have you been doing recently? Great. Everything's been going great. I've been printing off a sharp shot bow from the hit video game series Horizon Zero Dawn for my friend who is going to make a cosplay of the main character Aloy. It's been going fantastically. I'm so happy with how it's printing. And then my printer's Y-axis broke. So that was great. Everything's great. <laughs> uh, but otherwise... <laughs> printers you? aside, you'd think, you'd, make a, mm. you'd think it wouldn't be too hard to make a, a weapon out of, like, you know, Horizon Zero Dawn by just taking uh, the regular version of a weapon and uh, just rolling it around in glue and mm. metal shards mm. and then just spray painting it white. And speaking of Pulp Fiction, <laughs> throwbacks to a better age. Throwbacks to a better and age, also baby. tech bros? Question mark? Potentially tech bros, because this game can cover anything your heart desires. Probably, <gasps> potentially. Uh, this week, we're talking about Pulp Alley uh, by David Phipps and uh, his daughters and family, uh, apparently. Uh, uh, That's so cute. Yeah, it's a group effort. Uh, so yeah, Pulp Alley, not Pulp Action, though I'm certain I'll say it a few times because like, you know, Pulp Action, Bolt Action, uh, Bolt Alley. And uh, don't forget the precursor game to Force on Force, Ambush Alley. Oh yeah, it's also full passes, isn't it? Hmm, uh, now I'm thinking things. <laughs> every, uh, yeah, Alice, uh, Alice everywhere. Uh, so yeah, this is a game uh, that's uh, set intentionally to represent all sorts of, <coughs> say it with me, Pulp Fiction and Pulp Fiction um. narratives, combats. Two-fisted guys, the Shadow, the Green Hornet, uh, not uh, out of the newest movie adaptation. And I, guess, and I guess Shadow isn't also from the movie adaptation because I don't think anybody liked that, that one. So... One of the bobbins is that, I'm sure. Uh, oh, Darkman. Just go for Darkman. Everyone loves Darkman. If you don't love Darkman, watch it again. Realize you were wrong. Yeah, so it's uh, back from the days of uh, men's adventure magazines with scantily clad women and also scantily clad men that are being attacked by crabs and weasels. And they're fighting Nazis, uh, or Oriental stereotypes, uh, African stereotypes, uh, more Nazis potentially? Communism? The Mafia? Uh, basically anywhere, uh, basically everything All and enemies anywhere. of America quiver in their boots. Yep, yep. And uh, if you you're also a listener of IGO TV, you've you'll you'll know such names as Doc Savage and his group. So yeah, uh, this is this is back from the day when uh, big two-fisted uh, adventure men still had uh, the license to have friends that aid them in adventures and they're not just uh, jack reachering around on, on their on their lonesome yeah before libertarianism became like no one strong man can do everything not four strong men working together yep yep uh it's also stuff like indiana jones it will also it can also lend itself to sword and planet adventures so um more modern takes such as um, Hellboy would definitely be approachable with this system. 
without too much tweaking there's a lot of support for uh horror things so i imagine you could have a lot of fun making your hellboy and um bprd investigators and you know if you want to do that do that and you know if you don't want a supernatural angle you don't have to have a supernatural angle the the, the game doesn't really have a setting per se i guess it's all pulps all the time you just put put some stuff together and get into a throwdown maybe punch out a mummy maybe punch out a clansman you know you do you or whatever your uh, friend group does so uh moving swiftly onto the rules and why it reminds us of force on force uh this game uh uses dice from d6 to d12 uh, to represent stats and yeah and uh, four plus is a success so uh, exactly like force and force for the about 50 of you that listened to that episode um uh, or tomorrow's war yeah or tomorrow's war the episode we play tested but we haven't produced that's i i wouldn't say that's just it but that, that that's basically the main the main way the game goes yeah uh y- everyone works that way it's great dice go up and down you roll a pool of dice for every character or depends um it's easy yeah just look for fours simple yeah modifiers either uh, add or subtract dice i don't think we've ever encountered them changing the uh target number uh, so there no, is the target number never changes the dice you roll and the, the amount of dice you roll will change yeah yeah it shifts the uh, dice up or down or adds or removes dice so it's a fairly easy dice pool system and uh, when it comes to like roll-offs you usually you well in some cases you match dice with equal with needing an equal or a higher dice to remove the opponent dice or sometimes it's just, you know, we shoot at each other and uh, no dice affect another. We just both take awful amount of damage. Uh, mm. yeah. Everyone has a bad time. Yeah. Another interesting thing about the game is the initiative system because it's uh, almost alternating activations. <laughs> uh, one, uh, the, the initiative role at the start of the game determines who is going to be the first player to be the director. And the director is the one who chooses which miniatures will act, which miniature will activate next, and that's basically all the limitations he, he or she or they have, because uh, you can just say like one of my guys activates, and then one of my guys activates, and then one of my guys activates, and then you uh, leave the enemy activations for the end, or you can mix it up however, whichever way you like. Uh, making an enemy move his dudes before uh, you move your dudes and leave them in a position for them to like you know mess mess your stuff up uh so but uh this uh, this kind of passiveness isn't uh, for uh, isn't forever because uh the director the, the director changes dynamically it's not rolling after a turn and it's not like automatically after a turn uh, one way it can change is by by winning a fight by winning a fight or or more specifically incurring an injury without hurting yourself in a fight. So you know that's how you take uh, take control of the actions, win back initiative, and go on to to you know swing it the other way in a very pulpy pulpy action. 
sense. Like it's, you know, it's a really cool system. That, like I liked, I liked a lot because it cuts out a lot of the questionings of like, if which model do I go first? Who do I pick after you pick your graphs? Like, well, I'm just going to pick all your trash, and you can just deal with that. So, yeah, they can't shoot me. Ha ha. Another way to. Uh, Another way to get the director is to get the reward card and you get the reward 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 card <laughs> by sol- pushing yeah pushing a button solving a minor or a major plot point which is a whole nother thing that will let us introduce perils and the perils are tests you make for basically anything that's not fighting other people uh yeah, so you you walk to an objective. First, you have to solve a peril to or to then solve the objective. If you if you if somebody throws a grenade at you, that's another peril. Certain enemies can, or certain ability that you just play cards on enemies when you move up to them. Yeah, like aha, I've walked up to you. Turns out I'm full of snakes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, exactly. Swarms make the enemy draw 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 and resolve a peril. <laughs> and the, the, that way we segue into fortune cards, which are also an important part mm. of the game. Since fortune cards, uh, you draw three of them at the start of the game and you draw one at the start of the each, each turn afterwards, are both games randomization mechanic and also something that gives you the edge in the fight because each card has two parts. The first one, the first one is an effect you can an effect you can play. It outlines when you can use it, like say when a play when an enemy activates, which is why it says in the rules to always give the time for the other player to react to your activation before moving on with action. Uh, or like yeah, there's no I pick him, he goes haha. <laughs> yep. And you miss your window. Yeah, and uh, or other triggers like whenever an enemy takes a hit, or whenever you solve a peril, or whenever you encounter a peril. And effects can be like <laughs> fairly simple, from adding a single dice to your stat to fairly crazy stuff that we encountered in the test game, like none of the characters being able yeah, to a- attack for a turn, which is yeah, the the par the parlay, parlay card. Uh, what a great card that was. <laughs> yeah, that that was interesting. And, you know, you can probably think of a few ways to use that in your game to your advantage. And there's plenty of cancel cards as well for your standard. Like, oh, they've, they've taken my one dice guy down to no dice. I, I'll, I'll cancel that dice. Or extra hits instead of like, no, no more hits for me, actually. I'm quite happy with the amount you hit me. So you can deal with that. Yeah, yeah. The cards are, the cards are a fairly fun thing when, when you get to use them. But most of the time, the cards get used against you as a games games randomization mechanic for because like pedals are random. You draw from the fortune deck and you look at the second part of the card, which says what kind of test you have to roll, which is like one of the which uses one or one or which we, your characters all have about six stats. Yeah, your characters have six stats, and the challenge card can list either one stat to roll or like one, one, up to three. You can choose from up to three stats to roll. It also lists the challenge difficulty, which means how many successes you have to roll. Which, as far as cards goes, I saw went up to three, which is fairly nasty in, in, in game terms. And there are also. Uh, there are also certain like tags that uh, get used in special circumstances that we didn't encounter. But yeah, uh, 
the value of the cards is also quite interesting because it plays into certain um, abilities. Like you have <clears throat> you have a one called summon where you summon X units and to work out what the value of X is, you draw a random card between one and three. So that could be amazing or it could be like, what a waste of a turn. <laughs> I mean, hey, summoning one zombie isn't too yeah. bad, but uh, I had a ray gun gadget and it allowed me to add X to shooting for one turn. So it's like, hey, one dice is welcome, but three dice is basically boosting, boosting my shooting yeah. ability to 100%. So... Uh, yeah, it's an interest. It's an interesting thing. Damn, do, are, 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 am I missing any other interesting, important rule things at this point? Um, they have story icons which relate to um, different. Like, some, like most of them have an icon like uh, gear or gadgets or flyer or something. We didn't see them too much in our playtesting, but certain um, other books will talk about them more. Um, that's sort of out of the scope of what we we're looking at. We looked mostly at the core game. Just because we only have so much time. And with these sorts of things, it feels like the more books you add, the more it becomes, aha, gotcha. It's like, oh, okay. But yeah, um, uh, yeah, fortune, mecha- fortune cards are great. Uh, reward cards are uh, less great because you see them less often, but they also have a reward that's both immediate for the character that picked it up. So it can, it usually just raises a stat by a die. Or, and there's another benefit uh, that you get for holding that objective and that reward at the end of the round, which can mean all sorts of like temporary resources that you can use to upgrade your stuff for the next battle. Um, yeah, what's uh, and uh, outside of that, outside of that, and inside of that, the system is fairly simple. Like we mentioned, characters have stats. From D6s to D, uh, from D6s well, to D12s, though you'll rarely ever see D12s, and then it goes into character creation, basically, which is a, a whole a whole other uh, thing. You can personalize you can personalize your uh, battles, your your char- your characters pretty much as you want. Though I think it's it's worth mentioning movement and combat because yeah, speaking of movement, um, I find that the Way it breaks your action points down to be really interesting compared to well, I don't think we call them action points, but sort of. We have like your move and your standard and your minor almost, where like you can move and then you can attack and then you can do an action. So you can walk up to a button, shoot the guy next to it, and then try and boop the boop. Rather than some games where it's like, well, you've walked up, no more fighting for you, and you can decide to either push the button or get punched in the face. It's like, well, that, what that? You can't beat boops while engaged as far as I'm aware, but. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we 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 disagreed on on the exact sequencing of it. Like, do you mm-hmm. th- is action always after attack, or can you like push the button and shoot a person? Which is uh, moving's always first. Yeah, mo- yeah. Mo- uh, th- we sure we, we both agree that moving is first. And you know, there's you pr- you probably you're probably sensing a dash of infinity up in there at this point. Which is yes, <laughs> that's what what we also sensed. Um, so yeah, move. That's good. If you want to draw from a game where objectives matter, draw from Infinity, where objectives are incredibly important and also super fun to interact with. Yeah, and uh, oh, they don't feel like penalizing to like be like, oh, I got to go and do the thing. It's like, oh, okay. Oh my guys are good at it. Yay! <laughs> yeah. So movement, movement is usually twelve. And that's on a three by three board, so your character started zipping around pretty fast. You won't be punching people on your first turn but uh, second turn and up it's uh 
it's an entirely possible depending on scenario. Uh, depending on scenario yes but there's also but you shouldn't be too worried because unless uh, the circuit unless you've really done something specific on army building all your characters can shoot and punch the, just the yeah. the efficacy of their shoot and punch uh, uh, can vary wildly so yeah uh, move to well, uh, move up to 12 but you can only do actions if you move six or less but you yeah, can over six is a penalty to attacks yeah yeah you, you get one dice penalty for attacking if you move up to 12 so it's not like hey i might attack or i might move a decent amount like oh boy i love to make this choice uh which can be say an issue in 40k but on the other hand you're not always in range in 40k in this game you kind of are because shooting over 24 is just one dice one dice penalty uh not to and not six to 24 is no penalty at all so it's like okay yeah and uh, you get a bonus for being within six so like you know get in there and punch them tiger um punching and shooting is fairly easy uh you choose uh, you choose the stat you'll use of course under normal circumstances you shoot with your shoot stat and you punch with your punch stat uh, but the defender can choose either to fight back or to dodge fight back is or shoot in some cases yeah fight back is fighting back is like on a basically unopposed roles you just deal damage to each other there's no like uh, no i realized we made a mistake there um really if you do any sort of attack against someone else, they can block with their dice. So if you're shooting at me and I'm shooting at you, and my dice is equal to or higher, equal to or higher than what you've rolled, I can gobble your dice up. But then I don't hit you. So if I'm rolling three dice and I roll a four, five, and a six, and you roll two dice, and you roll, I don't know, a seven and a four, my five can eat your four, and then if you want to, you can block my six and my five, or just hit me. And then my two hits either go through or one hit goes through. So either we both hit each other, I hit you once and you hit me no times, or we can just like shoot each other for free. And that's something that we missed that I was just double checking, which I think is really interesting. Because like even if I'm like if you move into combat and you shoot on the way in, which is totally valid, the person who's like decides to punch you afterwards can punch your bullets out of the air and it's fine. And it's encouraged and it's great. The one thing that also makes that harder is because like you need to roll higher than someone to why are they not equal to to block them so if you're in d8s versus d6s you've kind of got that sort of like i can roll a seven and he can't block a seven but he might roll a one or two but then the um corolla corolla downside to that is if you get injured your health stat is also generally the highest number you can roll unless you start with a number higher than that so if your health is a d8 and then you get hurt and go to a d6 the highest number you can dice you can now roll yeah. is a d6 so even if you had a D12 in might, doesn't matter. You're hurt now, and that injury is like how they count for that, which is I think was really cool. When we realized it's like, oh, this is how I kill a space marine. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> of course Dent brought a space marine. Yeah, because I, I'm being uh, me being me, I I tried to model a space marine in the game, and, and he did, and it was horrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, quite literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's also true. Uh, but so you'd you'd think like, huh, so. If you get hurt easily, because uh, the only thing you need to get hurt is uh, fail to block an attack and then fail to roll a health roll for that attack, and you go down uh, a dice level. 
The good thing is no matter how badly you mess up that roll, you'll only ever go down by a dice level from a single attack. So there is no deleting your champion from the table on turn one with a single character. Uh, and then at the end... There may be an ability that avoids that, but I haven't seen anything that would be worth taking that gave you that penalty. Yeah, and and at the end of the turn... Each of your characters who are still on the table and uh, a bit messed up rolls their recovery roll, and this uh, this allows them to either heal on the spot to raise up uh, to raise their uh, dice level back up, or for knocked out characters to potentially stand back uh, on their feet. Uh, mm. On the other hand, the knocked out characters are the ones who are risking just knocking themselves out from from trying to recover. Uh, so people who try to roll regeneration in Infinity will find this relatable. Yeah. Um, it is a flat dice roll. There's not much you can do about it. I'm sure there are cards you can get in your hand that you either re-roll it or boost it up. Um, and there's a, are the, and there are also abilities that like, avoid it, where like your noblesse ability, where yeah. goons just don't get knocked out, which was really powerful and not at all annoying. Hey. Um, yeah, the, 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 <laughs> this added some spirit into my goons that were accompanying the Space Marine. Uh, yeah. yeah, so not to get to no army building with it, but like, um, you do have your little swarms of mobs and goons where you're five or six dudes and they all lose a person per hit, which is you know fun to see. Like, aha, look, I've got five guys, they're all gonna shoot you. Oh, they're all dead. Oh, bummer, <laughs> but but yeah, so that's basically the the essentials of it like uh template weapons are resolved by drawing peril cards which is uh, which is interesting it's uh, it makes it makes it viable to chuck a grenade ability on a on a 1d6 doofus and he'll still do damage despite being a 1d6 doofus and it also yeah. and you can always dodge peril cards no matter where they come from you like yeah. i don't want to deal with that i'm just gonna like cool flip away because yeah. i'm an action hero yep yep this. Uh, there's also like rules for solo play. Um, you have like a whole deck toward it. horror, where if a character has horrific, or you have other sort of like spooky enemies, monsters, or yeah. tr- characters coming in. If you, um, which is another new deck. And most of these decks are available on Wargame Vault. Oh, sorry, or the website. Check out Pulp Alley's website instead. Yeah, there, there are there, cut. there are also fairly dedicated people who put it, uh, a lot of this stuff on uh, Tabletop Simulator, as well as one. A uh, guy who I'm I'm sure is fairly insane who set up the table with automatically that with boards that set themselves up automatically, and Ooh, the love to see that many many gangs based on classical characters that are fully statted and come with fitting miniatures from Hero Forge. Uh, yeah, that was um, I'm gonna look up that guy's name because that deserves a shout out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, pr- we're, I'm going to add the, the the link to the main mod in the show description, anyways. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, we, in our second playtest game, I took uh, like the League of Heroes, which is basically you, you took three psychics, you, get it later. Took Shadow, Spider, Green Hornet, and Kato, and Kato did what Kato was supposed to do, and it was great. <laughs> <laughs> took a while for it to happen, but man, once he turned it on, yeah, yeah, he was a blender of feet and <laughs> hands. It was it was. Hmm. Yeah, so I my whole view of the game around. It's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> oh b- boy, did he! He he turned the tables on his lonesome. Uh, so yeah, uh, army building. The army in this game is called the League because uh, pulp. Uh, yeah, League of Shadows, League of Gentlemen, League of Extraordinary People. <laughs> 
<laughs> your super friends dog shadow and his buddies whatever they their name yeah. was uh so the goon and co goon co so you start normally with your leader 10 that oh, that doesn't cost any points and he 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 is well the leader he gets stats and either stats and either d10s or d8s d10 for health and he gets uh, free abilities uh, of uh, up to level 4 and uh, the one interesting thing is that you can take whichever mix of those abilities you want so you, so this means you can go for free level 4s if it suits you or you can go one level one, one level three, one level four. Anyways, so level four seems a lot more like uh, commandery sort of like game board changing state yeah. sort of things. But level one's all very like add a dice, improve a dice. Level four is like no, you're a god. You can just summon like more mooks every game. Roll your might score and have that many four pluses of just like three points. Like okay. Before I I I, I think we noticed that four, four level four abilities are kind of uh, not not as straightforward as uh, as level ones and stuff. Uh, yeah, but they're also a lot more situational almost. Where like one of them is you always okay, like you like once per turn you can ignore a minus one penalty, which is pretty pretty good. Um. Or like you can roll an immediate recovery check type stuff. Yeah, but like you just can't have people play cards on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but th- those things you ha- always have, have you know, you you have to find the uh, time and place to use them. Meanwhile, while mm. level one ability is just hey, you add one yeah. to your shoot rolls, Ex- which is like w- extra always works. It's always good to have. <laughs> yep. So uh, you build your, you take your leader, and you have. 10 roster slots for everyone else. You get one sidekick, he takes uh, three roster slots, and he's the other exciting guy in your group because uh, he... He's not required, though. Well, yeah, he's... That man can hang out without Robin. Yeah, yeah, you you don't have to take him, but if you do, you only take one. And then you have your associate... No, allies and something like... The rest is... uh, Allies and followers. Yeah, uh, people outside of... uh, Outside of the leader and the... And the sidekick are basically d6 for stats goons. Uh, mm. The only difference is that the two-slot goon gets uh, to choose one ability from level one or two, and the yeah, they get two dice at um they get two skills at two d6 as opposed to one skill. So it's an interesting choice because two points is also what a mob costs. Yeah. And mobs also generally roll. Oh, mobs don't. Mobs have their own downsides. Yeah. Which can be. A big downside. <laughs> Ganks and the mobs are a gang ability because, like, once you figure out that, that, you know, these are the regular army building rules, then it gets crazy because you can replace a two-slot uh, dude with a gang. And the gang is five bodies, uh, which is like a wound track for that character because gangs roll... Uh, Say one dice per two guys to attack, rounding up. So a healthy gang of five guys rolls three dice to attack. But once you start losing guys, you start losing attack dice. Another thing about ganks is that they uh, they're, uh, they they only get these boosts for fun stats, brawling and shooting. Like they're uh, absolutely incapable. Well, not absolutely incapable. They only have a d6 for dodging or or uh, cunning and finesse. Cu- do- 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 dodging, uh, dodging, cunning, might, and finesse. Yeah. No, might is also um, per dudes. Really? Uh, yes. 
Okay. Uh, Roll, shoot, and might, 1d6 every two models. Okay, so... so not, a, not a huge change. Might is mostly a um, yeah. uh, challenge card requirement rather than being like, a, I'm going to use my might against you. What does that mean? I'm not sure, but forget. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to use might to solve this problem or this issue is requires might. Yeah. yeah. Because, like we mentioned, this game has six stats, which is shoot, brawl, dodge, which are the fun stats and are mm-hmm. separated out in the cards. And the three stats for uh, usually problem solving, which is finesse, might, and cunning to represent the kind of person that you are or your character is. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, gangs, they get one gang ability, which can be either a regular ability or one of special gang abilities because last time I took uh, Disciplined, which ge- which makes them always count in cover, <laughs> which is another thing, which, uh, which is a benefit altogether because normally you don't roll those health checks for gangs when you shoot them, you just remove a guy. But being mm-hmm. in cover gives you at least one dice to roll so you can soak up uh, one hit so so they're not using uh, 1d6 goons to just pick off your gang it's, it's, uh, slowly and, and cover from everyone else is just a um a re-roll one of their defense health saves yeah 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 re-roll health save. yeah, yeah. So, so figuring this an actual like a blade of shield like, aha yeah we found a rock to hide behind quick put steve there <laughs> screw you steve uh, we fluffed this as... And then gangs run away at two dudes, which is very funny. Yeah, yeah, gangs, if you reduce a gang below three dudes, they just uh, disappear, unless you have the requisite perks or uh, the requisite abilities. Perks are another thing that take up uh, gang slots and are abilities that will boost your entire gang altogether. For, so for my yeah, first... Your league. Your league, yeah, your, your league altogether. So for my... First game, I sacrificed those two slots to get uh, Noblesse. And Noblesse means that once my guys are, no- are knocked out, they can't knock themselves out by roll- by failing a recovery save. So they would, uh, you know, unless uh, Casas guys stomped them out, they would ro- keep rolling. It's an action, not an attack. Yeah, <laughs> which, which is an action, not an attack. A very important distinction. Which matters in a six-turn game, and you only get so many actions. Yep, and you need those actions to... And you're spending all your time snapping necks instead of pushing buttons, and you're like... <laughs> God damn. Uh, get out of my way! <laughs> yeah. So, you know, uh, not bless. Like, you know, for two slots, I can make my guys just don't uh, don't simply die which would make it very powerful if you're playing against a ranged gang of course uh, since we're both uh, both i guess warhammer acolytes and just the kind of guys that we are we both made gangs that featured at least some punching because like you know these are two-fisted adventures it's a fun part of the game right like in the james shot a couple dudes most of the time it was fisticuffs yeah. And if I could have brought tanks to fight upon, I would have brought tanks to fight upon. Yeah, but uh, those are in another. Uh, but vehicles are in another book, and uh, well, yeah. it's basically our show policy to only review the main book, not the supplements, because it would get crazy with some games. Uh, this one as well. Uh, so yeah, uh, the base game does have rules for vehicles and mounts, um, but they're not. They're they're fairly simple, fully featured. They seem fine. Like they're they're. If you want to use vehicles, it's okay. Like they mostly scale up to like town cars almost. Yeah. So yeah, you could re- recreate your favorite Bernie Sanders moment. Yeah. Um, but there's no like trucks and tanks and stuff. And I'm I'm sure there are in other books and other scenarios. It's a game where you can go and copy modular maker and stuff for it. And the versatility and stuff that's there is like yeah. But off the hook. Back to army building. Yep. 
so yeah, uh, ability. So army tr army perks and the leader abilities are something that can switch up your uh, the way your gang built and is built and run in some extremely crazy ways. Uh, so for example, dominion is what you do if you want to do demons and wizards or just wizards and summoning, and it uh, and it changes the regular pre-game uh, pre-game single only use for this game upgrade the system into another thing and also gives you access to summoning minions you could also mm. do specialists which reduce i think your readle skills to increase the skills of everyone else uh you can do a, a team of heroes or a league of heroes which makes a gang yeah. straight up out of all sidekicks yeah straight up like four sidekicks which is how which is uh, what casa ran the last ran the last game for, with masks and uh, make every game hero hammer that's what i always say yeah it can it can also remove the you can also go mastermind which removes the hero and uh, you you know only only sidekick is a hero but then gives you more guys to command and stuff uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of playing around with the slots that you get uh, because slots again can be represented by actual miniatures by perks and another thing associates which yeah. only become important before the game you roll a dice to see if they activate and then each associate can have two skills, one of you, which you choose for this game. So, like, it can be like adding, giving you more resources for to give those one use items in the game or something else. So, you can take, you can tailor it more. So, you can tailor the game potentially based on what what the uh, current requirements are, and also that dice roll gives a certain bit of uncertainty like it's, it's in some cases associates would seem outright better than just taking a you know level one mooc or a level two mooc and mm. like uh, provide I'll big benefits yeah but hey you don't know whether you're gonna get them you, you don't know if they're going to activate so it's not it's not an auto include yeah yeah, but um, like you said, like picking two abilities and then rolling for it and deciding between them is exciting because you can say, take the exploit weakness where you just take an enemy's ability and no more use for that ability this turn. So, gee, that noblesse all you guys have is pretty cool. I'm a bit sick of it. <laughs> Let's turn that off just for this. Episode. Is it for the entire gang or for a single dude? Uh, any turn you make, just like one enemy's ability. So, like the boss's ability to like ah. make his gangs. Not run away, less than three dudes. Oh yeah, that 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 that. Oh, like turn off someone's shoot bonus before you shoot them. That's yeah, yeah. But and like yeah, it's also something simple. Like your boss gets an extra level one ability, and those aren't going to like change the world. But if your boss suddenly loses his extra shoot dice, or the thing that made his dice higher, yeah, or just like more resources, or yeah, I I think the outside stuff is really neat. I'm not quite sure how you buy it, but it is there and it is neat. Um, yeah, picking between like associates or minions, cults, gifts, backup contacts or gear. Yeah, it's all it's cool. It's fun. Yeah, so like you know, army building. That's fine. It's very versatile. You can build all sorts of stuff, especially since some abilities are trade offs. Like there are quite a few abilities that uh, give you uh, 
major drawbacks. I don't remember what hindered it as exactly or something. But my space marine, since he was a space wolf idiot, had impetuous, which meant I wouldn't, I wasn't allowed to use uh, fortune fortune cards on him to boost him. But th this allowed me to take two level one abilities, which helped me uh, help me make him into the armored terror causing. <laughs> murder man that uh, that that was rolling better recovery dice than the usual folks. I'll say the game also encourages you to um, personalize all these abilities but like if you don't like if you want to say take Brainy for plus one dodge and cunning reduce broad no dice but you think Brainy sounds a bit nerdy you can change something else you can have it be like studied or you can change armor to be tough in this game it's like it's fine it's not, as long as your opponent is clear on what it does yeah. and you're not using to sort of like yes I'm taking Three different abilities that all give me plus one shoot. They're all different. That's all about it. fine. No, no. Yeah, yeah. That, that's one thing. You can't stack abilities, so you can't just stack uh, stack shoots three times. Uh, yeah. So, 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 so that, that that's great. Uh, I mean, I, I I like the army building, though. It is get it does get complicated at sometimes, and you would really love an online army builder, the likes of which we saw when we were doing Baron's War and stuff. Uh, because it would be really helpful to creating your own league and then checking whether everything's legal. Now, the crazy... It's not too easy to make an army. It is, like, it's a bit of bookkeeping and it's not any more complex than, like, handwriting out a 40k army with less, um, less upgrades to track. It's just sort of, like, for, yeah, this quality of life, it'd be nice to have it. It'd be just that little bit easier, just make that little bit faster to do things. And you could play around this a lot more. Yeah, this yeah. Is like the half the opponent in my games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when a game offers a, such a such, such a large amount of freedom to, for building army lists, you, you really feel compelled to create, uh, uh, you know, these lists, uh, these armies based on silly concepts or something like that. My first army was, uh, you know, uh, hired boiled detective, uh, his uh, his secretary lady or something femme fatale, and his uh, wartime buddies, and also a uh, space marine. Uh, while my second army was just like, you know, hard bitten hard bitten mercenaries, and with uh, a, f a few better characters, and then just four gangs of dudes. I made a terrible first list because I didn't realize that your boss is free. So I built a character, I built a league that was a boss and a sidekick, and then just trying to summon as many guys as I can. And it worked pretty well. Um, I believe the canceller canceled many of your units, and uh, yeah, not yeah. Bernie Sanders got work done. Yep, yep. Yeah, there was a the woke mob. Uh, <laughs> the, woke, the woke mob didn't accomplish much, but the specter of wokeism did. Hmm. 48 dodges, nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, so again, army building, extremely fun, one of the most colorful part of the games. Um, but then, before... There is a, um, the Facebook group, which is in World and Silent Off, which is great, um, does have a second edition builder that seems a lot more accurate now that I'm, I'm digging into it. I found a first edition one that wasn't great. Second edition seems to be existing good. Yeah, but it's still an Excel sheet, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, another thing I, which I keep trying to bring it, bring up is that there are also resources, like four areas of resources, like tips and gear and stuff for buying from uh, buying stuff that you'll use only in the following battle, and uh, you know just boosts. 
So this can mean uh, stuff like buying a gadget that lets you, uh, that gives you once per turn in an, an X amount of dice to towards your shooting, which, hey, can be a big thing, especially if you put it on a character that's already good at shooting, like taking him from 3d8s to 6d8s. Mm. Uh, or, 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 or stuff like backup which means like you can get you can call in an entirely disposable npc mook to help you well not npc at this point anymore uh so yeah minis are available there are quite exciting they do a lot of they get a lot of work done um yeah they're also like you get what you pay for as always but for free or very little if you have access to them like with the um, summoning yeah yeah uh, overload ability we get to henchmen's depending on your might roll yeah uh so what we're trying to say that there's that army building is in essence fairly simple easy to understand but from those humble beginnings it can be built up upon almost endlessly it can go really crazy and uh yeah it can all go wild the one thing I don't like about the resource system is that you don't get much guidance for what resources, if any, you get for pickup games. Uh, Pulp Alley seems to be heavily geared towards playing campaigns and as people running like, you know, uh, two playtests and stuff, we didn't have much of a way of interacting with that. And uh, yeah, so it would be nicer to know more like, hey, if you're playing just a pickup game here's how many resources you can get because at this point we think that you can only get resources if you buy associates you know the guys that might not work before the game and like we could be wrong um if we miss something we miss something and we're always open about that um i'm not smart i'm never claim to be smart so stop saying i'm smart yeah, if, um, if I unless you want to, then it's fine. If I was smart, I'd probably be making a financially viable podcast about Warhammer or Warhammer lore instead of talking about the smaller games. In, in Crypto the, business Warhammer choices you can make. Oh yeah, uh, make big bucks with Warhammer NFTs. Here's how to steal uh, Warhammer art for fun and profit. And by steal, I mean invest. But yeah, but like um. The rules for resources aren't quite there, but it's also like there may be somewhere else in the book. Um, the book doesn't have the most amazing layout. It's it's fine. It's like everything is basically once you've read through it, you sort of know where everything is. Like all the abilities are in one place, all the mob rules are in one place, all the kind of mechanical rules are sort of in the middle, which is a bit weird. But yeah, the examples are good. The um, whoa, their partner. Yeah. That's for the compliment sandwich. Now we can talk about uh, excuses to buy miniatures and then we can dig into like uh, our usual complaints about uh, book layouts and uh, the second editions of Chain of Command. Uh, yeah, excuses to buy miniatures, uh, in which case I can say go nuts. Yeah, I haven't seen a game that encourages you more to buy all the weird esoteric things you've ever wanted to buy. Yeah, if you, if you say wanted to buy seven TV, seven TV miniatures, but don't feel like playing 7TV for some reason. We haven't checked it, so we can't say if it's good. Uh, go buy it. If you want to play pulp adventures with extremely detailed, uh, fiddly and annoying metal miniatures, yeah, buy some uh, some Infinity. 
If you want to play it with Space Marines, I played it with Space Marines, and you'll need uh, quite a far fewer of those than you'd need uh, if you played actual Warhammer or OPR. Um, Basically, while the book gives only some guidance of how to uh, represent the different tones of pulp, like how to how, what changes sh- should you do to like gang composition or skills, and say doing sword and planet, or what stuff you should do if you're doing uh, I don't know Blake's Blake Seven or whatever pulpy space thing <laughs> would be. That, that that's that that's how you do it. Um, but I think with some elbow grease and some uh, justification, you can even do, you can almost do saga stuff and um, and Warhammer fantasy. Uh, yeah, so basically, if you can, if you if you're playing a campaign with your friends and you can decide on a theme together, you can go any minute you can go with any miniatures that your heart desires and as that certifiably mad lad on uh yeah hero lab exists and you can build your own guys and yeah pay up the butthole to get them printed off yeah yeah or for the stl files yeah so you know just do whatever if you want to buy some hard 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 guys and hard gals that would shoot each other with tommy guns there, there are miniatures for that. Uh, I don't know if I and Pulp Alley themselves also sells miniatures, which you definitely check out because they're they're fun. Yeah, yeah, they got some pretty sweet designs going. Um, Support lots of the characters mentioned in the book are have characters, and you know they're not the most racist models I've seen. <laughs> they're not they're not Warlord games at all. Sorry, that's not even a funny joke to make. Um, they're mostly fine. Um, I haven't looked through all of them, but like they look fun. The Sky Pirates look really cool. I. Definitely should get some next time I run Flying Circus for some reason. <laughs> yeah, Flying Circus, the game that says play with miniatures. <laughs> no, no, no other game like it. Uh, so yeah, just get whatever miniatures you want for whichever theme you want to fit. Uh, it's like you know, live a little. It's it's definitely one of the friendliest games for the weirdest miniatures you can get yourself. And if you like all, all sorts of old pulpy science fiction, I think there's also Astropolis line of game miniatures for old space robots. Just do whatever. The game wants you to do whatever. The game is going to kiss you on the lips and say, your choice is valid. Speaking of your weird fantasy bullshit, as always... You can even make your own little uh, epic miniature. Not like epic, like, six millimeter indeterminate scale, but epic, like, no, he's huge, and he's going to fight your entire force by himself, and you're going to be upset. Yep, there, there are rules for creating literal boss monsters. And uh, uh, so, again, this game is extremely friendly for all sorts of shenanigans you're willing to pull. Uh, should have added one of those smart monsters. That would have balanced it out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe the work mob could have wrote again. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 you could have, you could have called, you could have called it like critical race theory or something. I don't know. <laughs> what's what's the biggest thing they're afraid of these days? Gen- yeah, let's not get. Oh no! Oh no! Here comes the gender ne- gender neutral bathroom. The rainbow mafia is coming for you. <laughs> no. Anyways, miniatures. Uh, buy them. Paint them. Uh, don't uh, ever say that you have a huge pile of unpainted miniatures. Uh, go play Pulp Alley. It's uh, good fun for good people. 
And I guess... And if you want some really high-quality gangsters, can I recommend the Night Models Two-Face Squad? Because they all look amazing, and no one else is making minis like that. Even Noble, even um, the Pop Alley figures kind of don't have that niche of trench coat Tommy Gun goons, except for like a couple, like uh, Daddy Denton's there. But yeah, Two-Face Gang. Get the Two-Face Gang. It all looks so good. <laughs> and then throw Two-Face in the bin because he sucks. Uh... Yeah, also gives you, uh, you know, uh, some sort of starting point to get into the Batman miniatures game, which we, A, review, B, liked. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, compliment sandwich, do you want to start? I I quite like that the game is just four pluses on everything, and there's no worrying about having to change what dice you want to roll, because it's just easy, you're just looking for fours, and pattern recognition is like the main thing humans are good at so ignoring ones through threes it's just simple like what i roll it's fours that's fine what do i need to do roll these dice there's no all right now you need you're gonna roll five dice and you shift them down one and also the target numbers plus two did you get that uh i just want to punch you with my not hellboy why is it making it so hard yeah the game's like no it's four plus you yeah, the, the 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 restraint shown in not changing the target number is admirable and not mixing modifiers in your games, like, you know, both target modifiers and dice number modifiers is also something that is really cool and good and more people should attempt. And it's super clear when it, which way it is. Like, plus one is always like a plus one dice. Yep. Like, a dice shift is always like very clear about it. it's a dice shift. It's not plus one something it's like no it's a bigger dice or it's a smaller dice or you can shrink your dice or bigger your dice or add more or less and it's it's i i can't stress enough how he's so clear about that yeah constantly and it rules yeah it's it's it's, it's never in doubt if it's a plus one that means you get more dice if it's a shift then it means the dice go up probably <laughs> yeah. uh generally yeah so, so so, yeah, that that's clarity of rules, but I have to have a different and a discrete point. And I'm going to say uh, something that you will, people won't find surprising is that I like how versatile the gang league building thing is because a it go because like you know it goes from fairly simple beginnings, uh, and, but for people who really want it, it can really go places. Like if you have a dumb concept you probably can build it no matter how dumb it is. Um, I love that. I love to see that in the game. It's just a kind of simple to get and not entirely hard to uh, master army building that uh, I'd love to see in more games. Uh, Like, you know, army building is in a way one of the more exciting parts of miniature games, partially because you can't fail at that point yet. You haven't lost yet at army building, though. Like I like to say that Warhammer is won or lost at army building. But like, hey, uh, while I'm sitting there and tinkering with my list, there's not a guy yet uh, actively beating me at it. So yeah, I love the army building. I love how it supports weird yeah. concepts. I love how it. Can, if you want more complexity and more nonsense, you can get your more complexity and more nonsense. Uh, this sort of the game doesn't penalize you for. Th- Building towards like either a theme, like I'm just gonna make weird cowboys from the past, but with future guns. Yeah. Or saying like, no, I just want to go pure mechanical. Like I want to have like all the guys the best shooting and the best finesse, and anything else is gonna be a bad time. Yeah, and I just hope I don't draw any other cards. Because I'm sure I won't. I never do. Like at 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 one point you'd think that oh, 
both fireballs and grenades being represented by just throwing down a blast template might be it might be boring but no actually in action it's it's uh, it works it goes well uh I, I i like it i i love it there are even like optional not optional rules where you can say uh, i'll buy my guy the rifle ability which will uh, which will impact his shooting in certain ways like uh, he shoots better when he's standing but like you know it also has restrictions that you'd expect a person armed with a rifle to yeah uh, like i think one, one thing we didn't stress is that you don't really buy character equipment you buy them abilities and then you fluff those abilities to say what they represent so yeah. like you know it kind of uh, prevents uh, all sorts of nonsense runs into nearly identical guns that do slightly different thing at different point costs or nearly identical armor that do slightly different things at different point costs help you necromunda up you uh yeah you can explain why your why your guy has the ability to um roll at three inches however you want either he's got like rubber arms or a whip or he could just have like the ability to just like shoot real good real close yeah yeah maybe he is and that's sort of maybe he has a brace of daring derringers i don't know yeah maybe it's blackbeard he's on fire and also he's got pistols for days yep so yeah that that it also encourages not to um copy things it's like it's straight up saying like, no, you can't have two guys that are identical. That's not um, okay. Something in there about that. I can't. I can't find it looking again though. We're like, I don't. You can't duplicate things. I I don't remember that because that would have made my last gang illegal because it ran. I mean, my last league illegal because it ran four identical gangs of dudes. Uh, but yeah, a character can't have the same ability twice. That's oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. So you can have two guys that are the same, but you can't have a guy with two levels of plus one shoot dice. Yeah, yeah. I, so I, I think I mentioned that. Uh, so you can't stack nonsense, which is great. Uh, yeah, army building, very good. Now uh, make this interesting. Make this complicated for me. What is your complaint about this game? Oh, I don't know how to feel about the cards. I think the peril cards are a good idea, um, but they're not as streamlined as the Batman cards are. And I feel like they've got that issue where, you know, you play cards against humanity or something like that, where you just have cards sitting in your hand the whole game because they're kind of terrible and you never have a chance to get rid of them. It's too hard to get rid of cards that are just bad or like that aren't fun. I'd rather, I'd much rather see like the player cards be different and basically the deck you draw from you and you and your opponents be really good and impactful cards that you sort of don't get more of as opposed to like they're just drawn from the deck that everything else is drawn from you might get trash and your opponent might have a card that says poly and then cancel the opponent's card and then cancel the cancel card and you're like i guess i just won't have any fun uh, that's also like luck of the draw there's 50 plus cards in the deck so there's going to be some clankers, and that's fine. Things can't be good all the time. It just feels like there's a bit of there's streamlining to the deck that can't be done, and I'd just like to see it sort of things that matter more than like things that just like meh. I feel a bit differently about cards, and we talked about it in the game itself. Like, uh, well, for one thing, I had very little difficulty getting rid of the cards, uh, but yeah, some sort of end of turn discard card to get draw a card would would have been w w is a nice idea i haven't thought about it it's an ability you can get well yes but uh, as a universal mechanic it would probably be <laughs> real nice uh other than that 
Yeah. No, I, I generally enjoy cards, but I also get what uh, Cassie is saying. Although, on the It's other- also coming from a sort of a, a string of bad luck with trying to deal with perils, where every peril I drew, my characters then just whipped it and got eight hits and then fell down. I'm like, all right, I guess <laughs> I'll stop and do that part of the game and just murder you. Yeah. And. I. I I think there. I, I think I had some other point about cards to make, but uh, I uh, don't remember it at this point. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, there are. Th- I, I don't think we found cards that are automatically dumpstering the enemy like that. Look, um, I played Necromanda 2017 fairly early, and one of my, our players had like two or three cards that just remove dudes no save. And uh, David Phipps and his family have not made the same mistake. They're yeah, the closest we've seen has been cards where, like, if you hit someone, you can add a hit. And that, that can be a huge pain in the butt if you've got, like, a gang that's like, aha, I can block your one attack. That's for- oh, there's two now. Ah, crap. But you're not going to, like, extra hits don't make you take more wounds. Extra hits just mean you have a chance to take a wound. Yep. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, I don't think I ever saw immediate wounding like uh, no saves no nothing which is like yeah, on, the, on the whole the cards don't have any like bad feel they're just sort of nothing with ever like wow that was amazing i feel like i've been enriched playing this card yeah maybe maybe uh yeah. so yeah uh, it's it's like somehow some people making a small game have better experience with what makes a good game and fun game experience than a company with 30 years of industry experience funny how that happens uh yeah yeah, no, no. Uh, th- those people make a lot of money from their games, so their games must be good. Uh, yeah, uh, thing that I don't like is basically the layout of the rulebook because it's yeah, like we talked about naturalistic layouts. If you bingo, fellas, if you're playing bingo, well, <laughs> yeah, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Yeah, so like we've mentioned before in a few reviews about naturalistic layouts and how they're very strange and uh, not very wieldy. This game is stranger than that. It, first of all, it does the common tabletop RPG book sin of presenting the rules for creating the league before actually presenting, actually explaining what rules do and what you, how you move, how you shoot, and how you do everything else, which is like, great, now I know how to make the dudes, but I have no context for <laughs> what makes a good dude and what makes a bad dude. Uh, so that's kind of annoying. And there are also n- non-intuitive ways stuff is placed, like movement, r- uh, the, like, you know, mm. mo- movement rules are followed by rules, I guess, for perils and uh, objectives and stuff like that, which, and they're only then followed by rules for uh, brawling and shooting. So I'd like a more... <laughs> You know, it's hard to say because there's no such thing as common logic for laying out uh, rule books for games. But I'd like to see a more logical layout, just because, uh, j- just to have an easier flip throughing experience. Uh, yeah. Oh, sp- speaking of flip throughing experience and the books, this is a game we received for free. I asked nicely, <laughs> and we got the PDF. Uh, so, so yeah. And uh, there was no tell, they didn't tell us how to review it, didn't tell us anything like that. I wasn't told to do that, so yeah, yeah. I mean, that may be operating upon some sort of bias here and something about you know, good for him, get paid. 
yeah. But you're right. I think the layout could be improved. Um, the layout, I think most game books need to consider, is this a book that I sit and read on the toilet? Or is this a book that I'm going to have open with bookmarks as I try to use it as a game aid? And too many games seem to think that sitting on the toilet is where you enjoy game books or rule books. And it's a choice you can make. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, currently I have the Fantasy Flight uh, Death Watch books, the two of them I got from a friend, and they're going to be nothing but toilet books because Setter is Spiderbus, nothing uh, shooting me in the head. I'm never going to play Fantasy Flight Warhammers ever again. Um, yeah, but like that's, that's, that's the problem this game has where they've um, the layout isn't conducive to referencing it yeah because the rules are brawling all over the place the examples are good where they are isn't necessarily the best yeah like we missed entirely the first time that when you are injured you lose a dice type we knew that like, you oh yeah down in dice types of health we didn't realize that if your health goes from a d8 to a d6 that's the highest you can roll until i was like reading through things like no i can't be right what do you mean you've hit me nothing happens something has to happen to you yeah that's that's very much a formatting issue because that rule it's not an aside but it's 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 like one of the more i'd say the more important rules in the game but it's not outlined as such the book doesn't show you that it's extremely important don't forget this like look this is one of the like pillars of the book uh it was easily it was easy so easy to skim skim past it and uh, miss it just like we did mm. yeah <laughs> Um, that's also based on like us having to read games, but I, I like playing games my own time and sort of it's, it's these sort of one line rules that aren't pointed out when every other rule that's important in the game has a big finger pointing at it. It's such a strange choice to make. Like the new abilities and stuff have all their like hands saying like, "Hey, this is different. This is new. This is good." But coming at it fresh, we yep. didn't realize that this rule is quite important. And there's nothing saying this is a very important rule. This will make killing space marines attainable. Yep. Uh, 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 somewhat related to that, I guess, would be nice to have a quick reference sheet for the game because currently one exists in their 30-page Pulp Alley Kickstart uh, PDF that you can fight for free because a lot of the game aids outside their main rules are for free. But And while it uh, certainly is a nice page for reference and stuff, it would be would be nicer would be nicer if it was more thorough and also mentioned the whole uh you lose stuff for uh you i mean you lose dice as you get you shift down yeah. dice once you get injured obviously it's a very petty complaint because that's how much we feel about the game <laughs> it's like what's the problem well it has a typo on page 32 and i've not corrected it so that's my that's it cancel cancel the game never playing it again but yeah uh shut down everything okay so on to, on to our uh, second compliment. Second half. Yeah. Compliments. You can go first because I went first. <laughs> um, shit. Uh, trying to think of the second thing because we already said the big major things. Uh, I, 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 I guess I generally en enjoy the subject matter of the game and stuff. I'm not a big fan of pulp and like I don't, I'm not knowledgeable on it outside of what I gather from podcasts and like general knowledge. But I liked their uh, their attempt at, uh, well, it's, uh, how do I say it? 
it's different, okay? They're trying to do something different. Yeah. I like that they're trying to do something different, and I think they're doing a good job at doing it. Like, I, again, there's more pulp than just uh, hired boil detectives and femme fatales. They know that, and they're trying to feed you that. Uh, it's good. I like it. Uh, I, I, I like what they're doing, and I like the results of the, what they have done. Yeah, the um, the breadth of which the period the game covers without sort of feeling like it's sacrificing any of it is it's really impressive. To be quite honest, um, a lot of games sort of say like you can play anything in this game, and then you have like um, Frostgrave, and you know, Frostgrave sort of does Frostgrave rather than everything. Sorry. Ah, uh, yes, the Dungeons and, and Dragons. Like, it's commendable. <laughs> you can play anything you want as long as it's made of potatoes. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah, that's that that's 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 really nice. Wait, is that your second compliment of uh, the, the God no. God no. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, come up with something um, original. Yeah, yeah, I've got I've got something. Um, I said the four plus was it was good. The changing dice is like related to that. Um, nice. I quite I quite like the abilities. I think the abilities is a nice. There's a lot of them, and a lot of them are kind of. I you could, you could make an argument that he could narrow down a lot of them to be sort of like this is plus one dice or plus one dice size, and this is the tier you need to get to access different levels, and like balance it that way, which makes sense, and it would be sort of it would cut down page count. It's probably like a good third of the ability to just like one of the six stats improves, or like you can increase your brawl but you can't shoot, or you can increase this but you can't brawl or shoot, or either or rather than like. Really, you don't get to do either. Lots of things mean you can't shoot, and few things mean you can't brawl. Um, I mean, this is a yeah, like this is a very fist positive game, so you know, like uh, punching yeah. people is a lot more important than shooting them. Yeah, always, always be punching. Um, oh, the quick start does mention everything. Yeah, quick start is free on the website. Check it out. Um, yeah, I'd like to. The ability is good. The ability makes me feel. Like, I can make who I want to make and have a sort of roster of dudes that are my own without being so unavoidably... Like so. The way the abilities work is it gives you just enough rope to hang yourself and then sort of enjoy the swing on the way down as well. <laughs> you can go like, yeah, I'm going to make a guy who's really good at shooting, a guy that's really good at button pushing, a guy that's really good at the other thing. Not being punched and dodging and pushing everything else. Like, you have like, your hacker and your shooter and stuff. That's sort of like infinity build of, like, who's there to stop the guys stopping your guys from pushing, from hacking? And it's just, it just works. And there's, like I said, there's a lot and there's repetition, but repetition isn't sort of so, like, oh, yeah, here's another ability that's just, like, plus one something with a different name. Because they've obviously realized that you don't need to have uh, different names for the same thing. We can just go, like, kind of general. Like, a swarm doesn't make sense of what a swarm does. Um diegetically what you would think of it but like a swarm lets you like overwhelm the person with cards which is kind of unique and cool and sort of that already starts informing your lists so much yep uh and just a few choices start building a real theme and it's great yeah i mean if you're being attacked by a pack of rats or something it's not like your ability to punch people that's going to help you or uh or like your marksmanship like you know uh and so you having to draw a challenge which tells you that you need to check a stat or something is more flavorful that way even like man yeah. we're talking about this game and finding out that it's even better like for example casa mentioned hackers and this is a 
game of uh, dice pools, which probably makes it the most suitable rule set for Shadowrun. Certainly none of the dedicated ones are. Yeah, and there's no weird cyberpsychosis, so it's much more um, positive than Shadowrunners. And yeah, I, I kind of came into this review and said, like, yeah, I guess it's right now. I said, like, oh. Hmm. Would I keep playing this game? <laughs> my my man hypes himself up uh, reviewing the game. Amazing. Uh, at the, at this uh, at this point, we can definitely ask the question you mentioned: Would we play Pulp Alley? So, uh, my friend and uh, my co-host and the host Casa, would you play Pulp Alley? You know what? Next time I play Batman, I'm gonna say we play this instead. <laughs> I'm telling my friend Sean. No, we're not playing Batman. Batman's a loser. We're playing Pulp Alley. We can use Batman models because they're really good and he paints really well. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I'd definitely play Pulp Pally and stuff. Uh, I'd, I'd probably have to find a friend that would want to play with it. And I'm, I would be interested to try out a campaign. I'd possibly even be interested in playing an actual Pulp Pulp campaign, like not just doing Space Marines with Pulp Pally rules, but like, you know. Uh, I mean, you just, you just cross out Space Marine and write on. Um, Doc Savage, yeah. You, you could you could change out Space Marine, cross out that, and put in Doc Savage, and it would kind of work. Maybe change Rific for something else, but like, I mean, for certain people, he's going to be horrifying. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... Yeah. Um, I, will, I will say also, just as a one extra positive after we play this game, is I quite like that overall, it's pretty... It avoids a lot of the pitfalls of, like, pulpish stuff. Like, it has... Um, a Fu Manchu character, but he's not like as much of a caricature or a horrible stereotype as some other things that could present him that way are. Um, I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm not going to go to the mat for this game, but it does have a sort of level of like, it's kind of for everyone in a way that makes me think of like some of the TT combat stuff. It's like, yeah, it's fine. You know, we've thought about it and there's clearly like, I give a shit in this to it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean the Fu Manchu characters, and the uh, there's also one, I guess, uh, sick mook, mook that gets used in examples and stuff. There's there's probably a, a very subtle, a very thin line for you for people to thread to thread because on one hand they those were stock almost stock characters or just famous characters for pulp, and on the other hand. Where this is no longer 1920s, baby. It's 2020. Oh, and also shout out to the Secret Order that are all um, based on South American, yeah, Mesoamerican. Yeah, yeah. That's that's um, one of the one one of the interesting things is like the game, I guess, presents for campaigns and stuff. Three secret organizations that uh, your uh, people can use. So one is a one is an exploration chamber that was uh, this, that was by. Uh, uh, started by one of uh, French kings for evil purposes, but then they kind of redeemed him and then he uh, let them just go be good for good's sake. And there's also a... And another group is just evil hunting Toltecs. Yeah, the the, the Toltecs uh, against demons and stuff. They're unambiguously good and they're... Uh, they come from Native uh, Native American, Native Latin American. I don't know how, how do you say it in completely roots. So yeah, that's 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 nice. And there's also one evil group that's uh, capital. 
that's just capital and it uh, and it uh, takes up uh, takes uh, all the evil ga- groups that you can know or think of under its wing so yeah uh there's interesting bits of i guess representation in here like some sort of stuff as much as it's possible in pulp there is no language about no girls can take part in two fisted adventures yeah, there's a bunch of um lady blackhawks which is just great um, like I said, it's, it's, I'm not going to say it's perfect. I'm not going to say yeah. there's no problems with yeah. it. I just haven't seen anything that like, oh, that's a like our last game, which is kind of had a weird, a bunch of weirdly crass jokes that sort of didn't fly. And then I might point out a bunch of stuff about how like not, not to put words in anyone's mouth, but like a lot of the language is sort of also like casually inconsiderate of like these people were peoples and like the way calling them all mobs and uncivilized is sort of like. Not ideal. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, this game avoids that. This game seems like a slot look um, approachable. It says as two white guys sitting in a room. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I don't know how much uh, cachet or whatever we have uh, when deci- deciding this, but I, I, I think it. I think its heart is in the right place, and it t- tries to be good about. Yeah, it. like it's it's, tr- it's trying to be um, enough for everyone. Rather than being like, well, certain people might be playing the game, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like you know, we've seen things. We've seen things in this industry. Yeah. So, Paul Pally turns out it's good. Uh, so yeah, you definitely should play it with whichever miniatures you find handy and build your own gang of your dreams. And tag us in yeah, your photos, especially tag us in your photos. Like, subscribe, uh, fund us on our Patreon, which we don't yet have. St- uh, Start collecting money for whichever we for whenever we get a Patreon. Just throw this in the street. Yeah, I mean, I mean, well, well, we can always start doing a Patreon uh, in the way that System Mastery does it, and like the surprise episode is army building because that's the closest. That's the closest <laughs> to like you know the special episode is character building in this game. Like you know, I mean, it could be something fun. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um. Yeah, and uh, so. Sort of wrapping up uh he's got a great youtube channel full of information um on how to play the game and examples of it in play on a uh, youtube.com slash c slash pulp alley one word no caps um and it's also cute pics and videos of his family and babies which is i think it's amazing and more of that please yeah uh again one of those things that you can remember at just at the end of episode there's a lot of helpful stuff for people who want to play it and uh, Cass already mentioned facebook groups uh yeah it's a game that uh, leaps from the page with how with the desire to be played true physically yep. so uh that's it that, that's it I, uh, that's it for today i have been jc dent all my links are somewhere around the show description on our twitter and uh, this has also been uh, casa my irreplaceable co-host he says wavingly. He says wavingly. Bye. That was fun. And uh, and that's it. Nice and years. Tune in in next two weeks for more exciting adventure in niche war games. <laughs> <laughs>